All we are are memories, and every moment teaches us. This is how the full truth influences our daily lives. It is what inspires us. It guides our path. It's what we tell our children, and it's what we are becoming. May the things that once trapped us in darkness propel us forward into the light. Hey, Jeremy, uh, I heard what you and Luke are uh, getting yourselves into, and I just want to let you know it's really not a good idea. You know, don't don't really go looking into the 2003 senior night camp out. It's, it's not something people need to know about. Sometimes the events that shape us the most are inconsequential at the time of their occurrence. Hey, uh, Jeremy, and uh, also Luke, uh, just talked to Crystal, and, you know, what I'm hearing from her, you guys have got to stop this investigation or whatever it is you got going. You know, have a good one. But the reality is that every moment is meaningful, and every memory has value. Hi, my name is Jeremy. And Luke and I are here to reveal a 20-year-old secret. Hey guys, uh, just talked to Crystal. You, you really got to stop this. You know, whatever this investigation you have going, this is 20 years old. You know, nobody needs to know about anything that went on back then. It's not going to help anyone. And, you know, there could be consequences to looking into this type of thing. We didn't ask to tell this story. We were happy sticking to narratives about our own class, the coolest class. But something about this haunted us. How could a class of rule followers get so out of control? Hey guys, Crystal has been up my ass about this for weeks, and honestly, she hasn't seen Jeff. And whatever this is you're up to, whatever you're trying to find out or expose, you know, it's time to cut it out. Everyone agrees that the 2003 class was a bunch of overachieving do-gooders. They were happiest when they were obeying authority. What text? Okay, so so did you guys research that? Did you see it? Crystal, are you being good? This is why the actions of the 2003 senior night campout are so egregious and alarming. Their party got out of control. How could a class with Mark Risser, Catherine Stutzman, Ethan Hurst, and other kind and courteous people cause so much irreparable harm? I don't think I think she made it through high school without kissing anyone. I mean, Luke over there is the class class sponsor. He should have everyone's information. Yeah, you used to make fun of him in the gym. You used to make fun of him in the locker room all the time. It became clear that not everyone wanted us digging around. Not many people wanted to discuss the events of that May night. When you set out to tell a story, you don't intend to destroy lives. That was never our intention. But it is the nature of man to be curious. We 
owed it to ourselves to find out why our class was banned from camping at the school. The truth was shocking. It is time for you to know the truth. It's time to know what really happened at the 2003 Senior Camp Out. It's springtime 2003 in Kidron, Ohio, and it's the day before the last day of school at Central Christian. Jeremy and I were juniors, and we were looking forward to riding dirt bikes with fellow classmates to school the next day. There was an excitement in the air. The seniors were thrilled to get on with their lives, and the juniors were ready to take over the school. It had been a long-standing tradition at Central to allow seniors to camp out overnight on their last night of school. This was not without danger, mind you, as Andy Yost and Matt Carhan once used fireworks to harass the camping seniors. After that incident, the seniors started camping closer to the school with the relative safety of lights and the building being close by. On this final night of high school, the senior students were camped out in the front parking lot. There were a handful of tents set up and an RV parked as the darkness of the sky fell upon them. From all accounts, it was a peaceful night of listening to music until about midnight when things started getting out of hand. Typically, this traditional event hadn't drawn the attention of other nearby schools. But thanks to students having their own cell phones, on this night in 2003, it did. Like a moth to the flame, various schools were drawn to the light that night. Here's the thing. It was like a peacemaking mission from the minute, because these kids were going to beat our asses it was not like they were there just having a little bit of fun with them like they were there to beat our faces in so like i remember i forget who it was god i wish i could remember who it was it might have been adam schmidt i want to put it on him okay so he like we all i I stand up i'm looking out my tent what's going on yeah i forget who was arguing but schmidt stuck his head out of the tent and the guy one of the guys from down and you're gonna have to do this but you can blank it out yeah. he's like get the f- back in your tent and adam just got back in his tent and zipped it down it was a great he's like, yeah i'm not dying like this so so he uh yeah so what i get why i say that is these kids didn't want to fight these guys didn't want to fight like they had never been hit in the face As public school students descended upon Central, our beloved 2003 seniors were driving the school bus, tracking mud in the school, and engaging with the Downton guys. In the shadow of the peace pole, hostile words were exchanged. Involved Matt Carhan behind his car, like, driving away from, like, the altercation, or just trying to be, like, kind of intimidating other, the other folks. I don't know exactly, but he, like, went off of the uh, end of the parking lot down towards the tennis courts and almost got stuck at the bottom of that. So there were these huge like tire tracks in the, um, in the 
uh, yard, if I remember right. Um, so he, I don't, I don't know if that's a segue to a good driver, but he like, he was like getting out of the way. I, I would love to hear Matt's memory of this as well. Or what was he yeah. driving? Was he in the school bus? We've, oh, had, no. we've had conflicting reports because this is that <laughs> evening, right? It was that evening. I think it was his like Tercel, right? Toyota Tercel. Yeah. Is that what yeah. he drove? Okay. Something sexy. I can't remember. I, I can't remember yeah. what he drove. Yeah. Something practical. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. I'd like to see him try to get into yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. ask, I ask because we remember the tracks and we yeah. thought, we thought the tracks through the grass, mm-hmm. we, we just figured that was the bus that the we had heard bus. the rumor of the school bus being driven. Oh yeah. We didn't realize mm-hmm. that that was, those were just automobile mm-hmm. tracks. I think so. That's, that's my memory, but, um, I was not uh, present for the altercation. I don't think I was the guy that popped my head out of the tent that Tom. Oh, you don't <laughs> oh. remember. Okay. I don't remember it, but what his story, like it sounds like me. It sounds like if someone was like, you know, you get the F back in that tent. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to get right back in that tent. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's hard to say what led to the avoidance of violence that night, but one thing is clear. Out of desperation, Matt Carhan jumped in his Toyota Tercel and drove it through the school lawn to intimidate the adolescent invaders. This courageous action is what created the noticeable tire tracks from the parking lot to the tennis courts. But Hannah Gingrich and I slept in my station wagon. Oh my gosh. Oh. I brought... There's plenty of room in there. Do you remember yeah. those eggshell mattresses that yes. were like... Okay, so like, you know, station wagon, you can put all the seats down. So we put all the seats down. We put one of those eggshell mattresses down and sheets. It was actually really freaking comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And I woke up to Jeremy Shue, who was the youth pastor at Kitchen Mennonite Church. Yes. And Kyle Emick and, oh man, I can't remember who else. It was a bunch of people in your class. Might have been one of the two of you. Travis Doss, probably. (laughs) They literally had picked up my car and were shaking my car. There was a bunch of guys around this car and Hannah and I woke up to that, like like feeling like it was an earthquake. Yeah. What the heck is going on right now? And I just remember being like, what is my youth pastor? Doing here, right, like, right. Shaking That's funny. my car. Yeah. But now, so it's funny. Yeah, what was he doing there? I have no idea. And I don't know <laughs> so, who told him or like any of that. It was ridiculous. Shaking cars in the central parking lot. Right? Right. But yeah, I could have sworn it was Byron, but I also like when, when you say Matt, like I could also very equally see Matt doing that and going like this, like <laughs> either one of them. I just remember standing on Kidron Road watching whoever it was doing that like truck honking, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. as they were driving the bus down Kitchen Road. Sure. And I'm pretty sure they drove all the way down to TNC and turned around and came back. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. And then, yeah, I mean, they left the keys in the Gerber building in the bus. So, oh, yeah. like, yeah. what did That's you think was going to happen? That's far, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. The men track, do. I remember. Because they went through, that might have been the mud situation. I just remember there was mud in the hallways. Oh. Because the Venn track, like, drove through... Something and then all the way through the hallway. Clean that up then for the auction. Rumors of a fight with Dalton students have long existed, but we had failed to talk to anyone who was there and could actually confirm that an altercation took place. After high school, It just so happened that Jeremy and I became friends with one of the Doughton guys that was there that night. So we decided to sit down with Drew Gerber to hear his side of the story. 
So the crazy thing is, I grew up in the backyard of Central Christian. Okay. You've, you've been to my house? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yes, you, I was there, uh, I think, for your bachelor party. Yeah, or bachelor something. party yeah, in the backyard. A, yeah, so, you know, a big bonfire the, and some other things going on. Yeah, that's how the hillbillies get down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in the shadow of the baseball, soccer field. You know, wow. I, I could have just walked to school. So um, you've heard a lot of dingers getting hit. Yeah, out there, a, lot of, a lot of dingers. A lot of Sheldon Steiner dingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sheldon Steiner's yeah. got the big dingers. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he hit a few off me, I think. But yeah, I grew up playing ball with all those guys. Throw some names out there with Drew Slayball. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was in there? Mm-hmm. Justin Steiner. Yep. Uh, I don't know that I ever played with Andy Yost. I played against him a lot right. later. I'm not sure. So you were, you were pretty well acclimated with many of these names oh, yeah. leading yeah. up to this. Yeah. Even, even some of the guys would have been your class, Nick Meyer, Willie mm-hmm. Gerber, right? So yeah, I knew a mm-hmm. lot of those guys. I mean, mm-hmm. grow, growing up in Kittern, actually, people don't know this. You know, you play your little league, you play your, your KYSO soccer back oh, in the day. Yeah. I remember that which, acronym. Wow. Yeah. Kittern um, Youth. Yeah. yeah. Kittern Youth Soccer Organization. So, yeah, I did a lot of things with those guys growing up. And then people don't know, but when you're a Kittering kid and then you get shipped over to Dalton, you know, before they had this fancy new building and you were in the oh. the old Kittering schoolhouse with your 16 <laughs> other classmates eating lunch in your in your room while you watch like McGee and me. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it kind of blew our minds to go over to the junior high. And then the Dalton kids are like, who are these people coming over here? Like, I'm <laughs> take my job. Right. You know? So we're like caught in between. We were like, hey, the central kids are mad because we left and down kids don't want us here. So for a couple right. years and then wow. the down kids are like, oh, wait, you're kind of good at sports. Right. Okay. Right. Now we can be friends. Yes. So once you can show your value, then right. you have a place. Right. 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 Being so intertwined with the central folks and specifically, just, you know, the central guys is probably just realistically the majority of your experiences but did you ever get any into any altercations or fights or anything that would make you think that there was some tension between down and central see i don't i don't think so not with me i i got along with those guys i mean now were there some contentious basketball games before i got to central between Dalton and central like getting out the keys and saying like start the bus see and, now now uh, back in the day back in the uh i think it goes back as far as like the ryan berg era at Dalton. the Dalton people know who i'm talking about when Dalton went to the state final four couple years in a row and then i think after that when like chris would have been playing chris hignite and those guys yeah i think that was pretty good too and so you know Dalton would whip out the go play soccer chant yes Uh, i think i think central actually got in trouble because during the player announcements the central kids got out papers and pretended to read Instead, oh, of, instead of watch, that oh, was a like, big to do. Like newspapers, yeah, like yes. newspapers. Like, hey, we're bored. We don't care about these right. basketball players right now. Yeah. So I do, I do recall, you know, a few things like that going yeah, on. Some I don't think there's any fisticuffs. No, you know, if you will, but no. And I do think that things had kind of tamed down by the time I was there in high school, especially as an upperclassman. And I think that's why what transpired that evening in 2003 was such a surprise, because. We didn't view that tensions were escalated. You know, we were just Honolulu sitting there pretty pretty peaceful on December yeah. 6th. You know, we oh. had no idea what's about to happen. Oh, no. Right. And I, again, I'm speaking for the 2003 class. I wasn't even there that night, and I was in the 04 class. <laughs> but back to you, Drew. Yeah. Do you remember getting in a car and heading over to the central campus that night? 
we didn't even have to get in the car. That's oh, that's the cool. Oh. That's where this starts. Okay. Jake Wyrick lived beside Kidron Body. Okay, just down, just down on good old Emerson Road, yes. which just so happens to be where I live now, but on the good side. Right. You're yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> west, in, west West side of Kidron Road with the good folk. You know. Right. Is Kidron Body close to Bluebird Lane, where Rosie Shetler, or you might know Aura Shetler, Aura she- uh, lived? A girl in my class lived there, Sonia. Sonia, oh, Sonia Gerber. Gerber. Yes. yes. Yep. I tried to ask her out to banquet and she turned me down. Yeah. But anyway, Jake's place was close enough to like, how would you, how you did you walk? Have, you would have had to walk farther east to get up the hill to Bluebird Lane. Sure. Okay. You'd had to head east. He was right. We're talking a quarter mile from the square in Kidron from Layman's Hardware. Oh, yeah. Okay, just on the yeah. other side of Kidron Body. So you guys oh. could sneak in. You didn't have to get in the car. No. You just no. Hoof it over. I... No, we definitely didn't take a car because that would have just yeah, that'd have been too easy. Coming, right? And we're like, hey, guess what? There's a camp out at Kidron Central Christian. Now, we probably had a weird skewed thing of this. Like, we probably figured you guys were up there sitting with guitars, like singing Kumbaya or whatever right. Central kids do, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, once I got out of Kidron Elementary and went over to the dark side, you know, north yeah. of 30 there at Downton School, I, I, I just, I lost track of what those guys were doing. Although my eyes were open because for one summer I played on a travel baseball team with John Moore. Oh yeah. No way. Okay. So he probably showed you some things. Yeah. John and I, we actually went to church growing up. No way. Yeah. Since, I mean, since we were tiny, probably yeah. from I don't know if it was babies on up, but okay. kindergarten wow. on up. And, yeah. But yeah, back to the camp out. I'm sure we were just like, let's go up there and just see what's going on. Right. I do not remember any escalated tension. Okay. You know, it wasn't like, let's go up there and kick their ass. It was like, let's just go check it out. Let's just go check let's it out. See, yeah. yeah. I wonder what Sheldon's doing. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. What, what's he up to up there? Drew wasn't quick to talk about a fight. We could tell that he was trying to downplay the drama that we've come to associate with this infamous night. With Drew not fully cooperating, we decided to seek out another Dalton perspective. We've come to find out that published author and motivational speaker Dan Owalabi was amongst the Dalton group that night. We sat down with Dan and he started discussing his apprehension for the palpable tension between the two schools. I was there. Oh my goodness. It was, it was unprecedented. I had never experienced anything like that. And uh, I tell you what, looking back on it now, there was so much in it that I thought, gosh, I hope no one finds out that I was there. (laughs) And it turns out that people have long memories and there I was in everyone's story. So yeah, I was there. I've been associated with Central for for a long time. My sister went there. I never went there, but we would play Central, um, you know, regularly in basketball. Um, And, you know, a couple times in the tournament and that kind of thing. And it always got uh, really heated, you know, big crowds, you know, people who were related, but for some reason, you know, when it came to basketball, just never, <laughs> <laughs> never got along. And uh, so there was always this, this, this underlying rivalry. And I knew about the uh, Central Campout that would happen every year. I had a, a girlfriend that actually attended Central. Okay. And so you know, I was connected to that way and kind of was aware that that was happening. 
I'm not sure exactly how it all came together, but um, I was invited to a party with a bunch of guys that I hung out with. And it was at this guy's house named uh, Jacob Weirich. And his house was probably down the road from mine, about five, ten minutes. And, you know, we're all hanging out there. And I don't think it was part of the original plan to go over to the central camp out. Um, but then, you know how things go. Uh, in the conversation, somebody mentions that it happens. And we're like, oh, what are they doing? Like, that's stupid. Like, why would they do that? And we should go check out why they're doing that. You know, and so then a bunch of people sort of get up and, you know, start walking in that direction. And of course, you know, everybody is like, well, then if we're all going, then we're all going, you know. And so everyone walks down the road. Uh, it's, you know, I'm not sure how many miles it was, but, you know, we all start walking in that direction. And I remember somewhere along the way, as we were on the road walking, I remember thinking, this is bad. <laughs> like, like this is, this is really bad. This is both inflammatory and also unpredictable. And, you know, once, once you get to that situation where now we're all, you know, in the same space at the parking lot looking at all these central kids and they're looking at us, we have no other plan. Like, we're just there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to be part of that. Uh, there's quite a few people that I went to church with that were just, you know, uh, there at, at that time uh, at Central. And I thought, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> if I'm part of this moment, like I'm going to experience some real consequences all around in all spheres of my life. And so actually what happened was from my recollection, I held back. Um, I, in fact, that was probably looking back on, it was probably one of the most courageous moments for me. I, I actually did not even go into the parking lot. It was me and I think another guy that just held back and we're like, guys, I'm not, we're not going. You know, just like straight up. And everyone was like, well, whatever, you know, we're just going to keep moving. It wasn't a thing. No one made a big deal out of it. But I literally did not even step on the parking lot and had no clue what actually happened in the moment. The first tent we rolled up on, and I don't know whose it was or if anybody was in it or if anybody came out of it, was like blasting Eminem, like yeah. lose yourself. Oh, and nice. again, like, I was like, isn't this... Kidron Central Christian. Right. What are the, you're expecting hymns? I was expecting yeah. like a hymn sing. Yep. You know, perhaps if you guys are really getting crazy, some of the progressives had some newsboys going. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. A little. Uh -huh. If you're really getting crazy, some Christian gangster rap or something. But I just remember hearing Eminem and being like, man, they're partying. They're partying. <sighs> Those are the little things I remember. I remember hearing about the bus. So, fun fact, too, about me growing up that close to Central Christian, I have never been to a soccer game in my life. Wow. Been a crazy thing. I remember, weirdly enough, wanting to see the soccer field. Like, what does this thing even look like? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's weird. It sounds weird. Yeah. But it was just one of those things. Like, when we played youth soccer, we played on the outfields of the kid and ball fields. Right. You know, to me, that was the soccer field. Right. And so, I, I remember that. So, you wanted to see a real field. I did. I wanted yeah. to see... I think that's totally fair. I don't think that's weird. You're a football player. Like, yeah. You want to check out a soccer field. It's weird the things you remember, but that's one of the things. I mean, like, they be, they planted these trees on purpose, so I can't see in there. Right. Like, yeah. did they charge to get into the soccer games? They did. They did. Okay, yeah. see, so that's what they're up to. Yeah. Is yeah. lining them pockets. That's right. I get there, were, there were only certain sports that were charged. Baseball was free. Golf was free. Softball was free. Tennis, tennis, was, tennis free. was free. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I mean, that's the same to get down. Baseball was free. Basketball, football, obviously, you had to get into. You had to pay to get into. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, back to that. I want, I want to see a soccer field. So I remember being over, like, they have those trees planted around there. Yep. And 
all of a sudden we heard like voices. I know Jake was with us. I'm assuming, and you know, I'm assuming Pete Kiko was probably with us too, because he just would have been. Yeah. We, you know, we probably had Derek Action Jackson with us Very at the time. Nice. You know yeah. what I mean? He probably had Derek Action Jackson the with old us. Running back. Uh, congratulations on your Hall of Fame. Yeah. To Derek. Recently inducted. Yeah. So you so had a crew, is what you're saying. We had a crew. You had a posse. But, uh, but we heard some things, and sure enough, like here's some other guys. And we're like, who were you? Turns out it was. Luke Davis, apparently. I have no idea who you are, Luke. I'm sorry, but it apparently it was you. Uh, Leo, Luke Davis is a, is, was a good guy. I knew Luke uh, fairly well. And, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised that he was... I know he was friends with Gene uh, Roberts, Gene Bowen at the time. Yes. And so if yes. she was there, then... And Gene, Gene's great, but if she was there, there, there's a chance that like Luke was there. He came from Worcester for that. And he, I remember getting in their faces too. Like, leave him alone, guys. <laughs> Oh man! I see, at what I point did Luke Davis show up? Um, like were the Downton guys there at the same time? Yeah, he was there earlier than them. We were able to determine that after the Downton guys walked around the parking lot, a contingent of them continued over to the soccer field. It was while inspecting and reviewing the soccer field that they heard a new, unknown group of voices from the trees. One of them had a lighter. Oh. Okay, this this is this I remember. Okay. One of them had a lighter. Uh, they were probably smoking cigarettes. Probably. You know. Eat parliaments. Yeah, mm-hmm. some parliaments. Black maybe. and milds, maybe. So, yeah, black, yeah. you know. Yeah. Something with a tip so yeah. your parents can't smell it on you. Yeah, as the easily. wood tip. Yeah. The wood tip, you know. <laughs> Cruella DeVille, you know, that's yeah. why she does it. Take yes. out the tobacco, re-roll it. What they call it? Bucking it. Oh. Yeah. You're bucking some black and milds. Okay. <laughs> Buck wild is yeah. what that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, getting nuts. Just getting yeah. nuts. So I'm sure that's why the lighter came out. But then at some point, one of these Worcester people said something about lighting a tent on fire okay and i'm 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 almost positive there's something about lighting a tent on fire maybe it wasn't a tent maybe it's like hey let's start something on fire see if people notice right i don't know i can't remember and i remember we were at least responsible enough to be like that doesn't sound like a good idea One must understand that the central soccer field is surrounded by large, bushy pine trees. Meant to obscure sight and wind, these trees are the perfect place to lay an ambush on an unsuspecting group of tent-dwelling, high school graduating pacifists. The mysterious voices coming from the trees were discussing terrible deeds, and Dalton Drew and his band of merry rescuers had to act. Dalton Drew subdued the Worcester guys and put a stop to their pyro plans. While the good Dalton boys protected the Central kids from the Worcester arsonists, Tom Markley and Jesse Weaver were arriving on campus with boxes full of kittens destined for the roof. A kitten died that night? Kittens. You're gonna need that to be yeah, you're gonna need that to be plural. Although it is unclear the reasoning for putting the barn cats on the roof, one thing is certain Tom didn't mean for any cats to die that night. 
Now, Jessie, on the other hand, we can't be so sure of her intentions. Jessie Weaver had a farm, and we were trying to figure out what kind of senior, we have a senior camp out, we should do some type of prank. So we got the idea we were going to let cats loose in the school. Because she had a bunch, like, a ton of, like, I don't know if you consider them feral cats or what have you, just farm cats. But they had kittens. I mean, it probably seems like more than what it was, but I'm going to tell you. We had 20 cats. We got them in, we're going to her farm. You got we're, them in bulk. We're oh, gathering. We're yeah. gathering. It's like Sam's Club. We're gathering them in boxes. <laughs> right. Like, so we get them back to the school. Obviously, since Byron was driving the vehicle around, we had access into the school. Right. right. So we're turning cats loose inside the school. Oh my Somebody got the oh, idea wow. we should go on top of the roof and like turn because we wanted to get it in the courtyard. I think there was a locked door in the courtyard we couldn't get in. Somebody's like, we got to turn them loose in the courtyard. Somebody's like, I'll go on top of the roof. Yeah. We'll let yeah. the cats <clears throat> on top of the roof. Well, cats started out on top of the roof. Oh, no. And then decided to jump into the courtyard, which is, I'll give you rough figures, a 10, 15 foot fall. Yeah, 15, oh, no. right. So yeah. the, next mor- the next morning after all, you know, everything else is found out. <laughs> There's just like cats like littered throughout the dead cats. Dead cats. No way. Oh my so, no way. Yeah. A few days prior, Byron T. Barlow had obtained the keys for the Ventrac. He had also obtained access to the outbuilding where the school buses were parked. While Byron and Adam circled the school in the bus, Tom and Jesse were placing the kittens on the roof and Drew's crew was subduing the Worcester gang. To top it all off, Travis Doss showed up with Kyle Emick, Jeremy Shue, and buckets of water balloons. I, I feel bad that my memory is not great because I don't remember exactly who I was with, right? Okay. Kyle Emick is one name that I know I was with. Okay. Uh, there were some other people there with me. In our class, in the 2004 class? 2004, yeah. okay. and I think there was one or two from the 2003. Oh. 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 So, like, I think there were some people that were with me from, like, our class and the class below us. Okay. They're all camped out, right? You guys have talked about this. They yes. all camped out on the front of the school. Mm-hmm. I was not there for any of the bus driving or... Yes. What, did they light grass on fire or something? No, Andy, like, sp- tried to spray Roundup and stuff. That, that's what it yeah. Okay. I was not yeah. there for any of that. Okay. I had gotten there pretty late. Okay. In the night. Okay. Um, I just remember climbing to the roof of the Central. Right. How um, did you get up? There? I didn't even... We had a ladder. ladder? Okay. Yeah. I had a ladder, and we climbed to the roof of Central, and, you know, normal stuff. I mean, why wouldn't yeah. we? Right? No, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never been up there. That's, yeah. I kind of want to go up yeah, there it's now. Country, <laughs> it's a country school. Yeah. It is, yeah. And we had a bucket of water balloons and a water balloon launcher. Oh. So our plan was well we we're going to shoot water balloons at the senior class while they're trying to sleep. Wow. So did you guys like park at MC Connections or something? I or think like we parked. I think we parked. Kinder Mennonite? At, no. No. <laughs> you walk right through. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. We're hey, just picking up some homework. Don't yeah. mind the buckets. Yeah. <laughs> just heading to the roof. You'll hear from us in a second. Um, Tom Markley's got some great kittens. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I think we parked like at Sonnenberg. Or is that the Sonnenberg? That's the church, right? Yeah, that'd be far away. And then hoofed it. From oh. Sonnenberg? I remember we walked a ways because we didn't want to get, like, we didn't want any of the car lights because yeah. it was late at night. And oh. Who drives around a kid in 
That's late, true. Late at okay. night. Okay. No, you're fine. Yeah, no, I believe it. So I remember it. we I walked, it. we might not have been Sonnenberg, but we walked a ways. Sure. From a church. So we get up on the roof and everything, we got the water balloons. And now I know you've had people that were there and involved in it on the show. Sure. Okay. So okay. I'm just going to say what I saw. Yes. What I yes. what, what I remember yes. seeing. Chris Hansen, please. Yes. Yes, please. So I remember there being a group of people there that were not central people. Like it was very obvious. Right. Like right. they were parked kind of on the street, I believe, or in the park, like on the side, like they right. were, like their car was there, like, and it's late, like obviously. Right. Um, and I remember, I thought I remember seeing some arguing and some, not no punches thrown or anything like that, but like some, sho- some sh- light shoving, some shoving, like kind sure. of okay. shit talking back and forth and yeah. stuff like that. And then it died down pretty quick. So like that part, I do remember it being like shut down. Like it wasn't right. like a, right. we're brawling type yeah. of thing. Right. So I let we were all up there watching. So can we hit pause just real yeah. quickly? I think that's where Andy Yost didn't want to go full out and say that they were shoving. Oh, okay. So I won't and say that. No, you're good because I think that's where he then said Delight Steiner. He goes, "All I remember is Delight Steiner then like Their putting arm. her arm in between us." Yeah. And so that just tells me that if she was putting her arm in between you guys. You must have been been pretty pretty close, close. right? Yeah. So I like I yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to create anything more than what it is. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, and and so like it makes sense. I was far away as well, right? Yeah. I mean, like on the roof of Central, and they're out by like the out past like the sign. You know where that the sign where Central is? Yes. Yes. Out by the road. Yeah. So like they're out. Saw the sign exactly. Little Ace of Base. Yes. Thank you. God, I'll sing the whole song. So they were fire away, but what it looked like to me, there was some pushing, some shoving, but it got shut down pretty quick. And then they left. From Delight Steiner. I, I did not know who it was Delight at the time. Who we'd like to have on. Yeah. We sure would she, love she, she was great. Yeah. yeah, it would be a delight. God. Put <laughs> him. Uh, yeah. Finished it off. Wow. Folks. <laughs> they left or whatever, and then I let it, we let it kind of die. I just keep saying I. We. Yes. Let it kind of die down or whatever. So you weren't like <laughs> launching water balloons at these guys, no. dying guys. No, yeah, no. did that. Let it cool off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You, you know a thing or two about a thing or two. Yes, yeah, you're a DOS. Yeah, let it yeah. Read the simmer, room. Right? Read the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then simmer down now. We people go to bed. I'm assuming they go into their tents. Yes, they, Adam Schmidt did. Yes. Yeah, they fall asleep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Juice Slayball, of course. Right. We. As juniors, if you remember, we saw the tracks in the in the grass when we pulled into Central the next morning. Yeah, from Adam, he's telling the story that that was Matt Carhan's Toyota Tercel, and that Carhan drove that. And I thought that was the bus. So there was no bus causing damage. No, there was a bus, but that, as Adam was telling us, was actually Byron Barlow driving that. Mm-hmm. And it was Matt Car. Matt Carhan wasn't so much involved with driving the bus yeah. because Adam and just drove that on the road. And Adam the was on lot. the bus yeah. himself, right? Yep. Like he, yep. he, he was, was. He was the guy right next to him, opening like, the door, oh, opening the door. <laughs> Making all the stops. Yeah, Still yeah. made all the stops. Yeah. Schmid being Schmitty. It, it's fantastic. All these wonderful details that are coming out as we just hear these these different perspectives. Yeah. Thomas Kincaid needs to add the full picture here. Yeah. So we, yeah. So it's got to be full. This. Yeah. Well, well, he has passed. So it, like it's it's, oh. it's in that style is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay. I, I, we'll I use guess one I of those. Assumed. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And we'll use one of those AI image generators. Have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, that Dolly two or something. There's some really sweet 
generator. So we're going to just like put in all these descriptive words about this. Is this a real thing? No, it is a real thing. Okay. But we're going to put in all these descriptive words about this 2003 senior camp out night. I like that. And then we're going to see what, what, what is computed. And if it's amazing... I'm going to call up Nate Holton and I'm going to tell him this should be his next fundraiser. <laughs> Sell it, these prints, baby. in the school. Yep. Sell the canvas. Mm-hmm. So, I'd buy one. So, so Travis, we're, well, let's hit the, like, like we, we've just hit the pause button. Yeah. So let's unpause. Let's go back. Where are you? What are you seeing? What's happening? What's going on this 2003 senior camp out night? So, yeah. So I'm up on the roof. We're just kind of waiting around, waiting, waiting for them to go to bed go back to sleep or whatnot. So we wait for a little bit and then things are quieted down. No one's really moving. So we like, okay, now we go. So we just took out the water balloons and got the launcher and just started launching water balloons at them, at their tents, not at them, at their tents. And no one really came out. So when you say we, do you remember the names again? Who was involved? Kyle Emick was the only one that I remember. Okay. And I, I okay. guess with So we can Gene, just fill in the blanks with, with whoever else it may have been. Yes. Okay. And with, with what Gene was saying, who was that guy? Like, I don't remember, the youth pastor guy? Jeremy Shu. He might have been there? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, unless there were two of different groups, but I don't think so. No, it could have been. So anyways, they we were just shooting water balloons at him. And what we wanted, what the, the thought going into it was, we'll shoot water balloons at him. They'll get out of their tent and be like, what the heck's going on? And then we'll help them with water balloons. Mm. Oh, okay. And that was the plan. Yep. And we were, there was an RV there too, I believe. And we were oh, wow. pelting that thing with, with water balloons <laughs> as well. Okay. Um, okay. Actually, that's awesome. Yeah. There was an so RV this there. This did happen in my life. I'm not making yeah, this No, stuff. no. So continue <laughs> confidently. Since like I can't find anyone else that was there, like I feel like maybe I made it all up in my head. <laughs> it's no. a dream. No, yeah. You haven't made it up. No. Uh, so they, anyways, yeah. so they didn't come out, and I think from what I did now, this is what I found out later, was that they didn't come out. They they heard the water balloons. They knew that that was happening, but they had just had this thing with the Downton kids and the Waynedale kids that they were just kind of like, we're done for the night like we're not we they didn't we care we can't take any more of this <laughs> right. like, I think they so might have thought it was the window or Downton kids again uh-huh. so they didn't come out so eventually I climb I, we run out of water balloons sure I climb back down the ladder and this is what I still feel bad about doing to this day I'm carrying the bucket down and I go to a random tent and they don't have like their rain guard on so it's just oh, like yeah. the, mesh the mesh at yeah. top and I just dump the water <laughs> oh, right oh, into no. the middle of the tent <laughs> Like a real asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And all I remember is Joel Kaufman screaming. <laughs> no, Joel. <laughs> yeah. Joel yeah. Kaufman screaming, oh, great. Just great. Now I'm all wet. And that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> but then I just booked it and we left. Uh-huh. Right, I think right. we moved Gene's car, apparently. That happened yeah. as well. Okay. I don't really wow. remember doing that, but I... <laughs> Just great. Oh, wow. But yeah, I just remember him being like, oh, great. Just, just great. great. Now I'm all wet. <laughs> and I, I guess mm-hmm. I like nailed him with water. But, just, I, but I remember Sheldon Steiner talking to me later. Yeah. And he was like, he couldn't stop laughing because he was in like the next 10 over. And all he remembers is Joel Kaufman saying that as well yeah. and thinking it was funny. So, but yeah, that's, that's all I remember from that night. I mean, I think we wow. left pretty soon after that. Did you see any kittens up on the roof? I did not see any kittens on the roof. Interesting. Yeah. There might have been. We were only in one little section of the roof. So they could have been right. 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 The other. That Uh roof is pretty big. Right. 
So that, that just would have been a mind trip if you're climbing up a ladder and you see your What are these right, kids right. doing up here? Well, no, it, it's a good detail to know because as you think about the, the painting of everything that's happening that evening, we need to know. Yes. Were the kittens over that way? But they weren't. I don't think they were. Okay. Might have been in the courtyard at that I know time. there was an RV yeah. and a bunch of tents and <laughs> water balloons. Does Joel know it was you to this day, or is this like I have you're coming no, out? I have story no idea if he knows it was yeah. me. Yeah. No, Joel, here you go. Yeah, well, yeah. it was me, Joel, and I apologize. It's right now in your face. But yeah, but after that, I feel bad for dump. I don't. You do? I don't really feel bad for shooting water balloons because that's just funny. Like, yeah. it's not like yeah. we did anything. I feel bad about, like, it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And now I've dumped a bucket of water balloons. And now he's all wet. Right. So, like, I feel bad about that. Still funny, but I still feel bad about it. For over a year, we've studied this provocative event, and the significance of the evening was hiding in plain sight. Up until recently, I tell you that this night was significant because it launched Bike Week, a proactively planned senior prank, and it taught us to stay one step ahead of the administration. But there's deeper meaning here. The beauty of this night is that for one evening, all parties involved work together to maintain peace on the central campus. Yes, the Doughton boys may take all the glory for preventing mayhem by taking away the lighter from the Worcester kids, but a bunch of people jumped to action that dire-filled night. Can all Marine bio students please meet after chapel in the PAC lobby? Byron T. was from Worcester, and he knew how Worcester guys think. He was able to cause a distraction. He knew that driving a big school bus in front of the Worcester posers and out onto Kidron Road would intimidate them all to back off. Adam Schmidt's involvement all but ensured the plan's success. We believe that this act of courage, as well as Carhan driving his Toyota through the grass, created enough of a distraction to allow Downton Drew and his enforcers to approach the Worcester Vandals hiding in the trees. Thank you, Matt Carhan, Byron T., Adam Schmidt, and Downton Drew. Tom and Jesse's kittens on the roof provided the perfect distraction and pacifist protection needed in such times. Surely not even Downton kids would fight a student holding a kitten. But why take so many cats to the roof of the school? We believe the roof provided the best vantage point to quickly distribute the kittens to each camper. With the expectation that a cat will land on its feet, tossing kittens from a roof is not a bad idea. With all events unfolding simultaneously, it's a shame so many cats were left on the roof that fatal night. Tom and Jesse, even though cats died, thank you. Every great plan needs a good backup, and that's what Travis, Kalamick, and Jeremy Shue provided when they laddered up the other side of the roof with water balloons. Travis peppering the tents with water balloons gave the seniors a sense that the threat of violence was real, causing them to remain hunkered down in the tents as well as the RV. This helped defuse the situation because had the students been out in the open, they would have interacted with the Worcester hooligans. 
In addition, the looming figures of the three peering down from the roof deterred any considerations of nefarious activities against the Anabaptist encampment. Thank you, Travis, Kyle Emick, and Jeremy Shu. For so long, we didn't understand this remarkable night. How could one crucial night cancel years of tradition and remove our ability to camp out our senior year? We, however, took this loss and turned it into gain. We created Bike Week by taking a one-night celebration and turned it into a whole week festival. Additionally, we coordinated tactfully amongst our classmates to pull off our senior prank, all because of the standard left by the 2003 class. So in that regard, the 2004 class found peace. Where the 2003 class left off, we set out to exceed. We've finally come to appreciate the 2003 senior night campout for what it was, an elaborate ruse required to keep the graduating seniors safe. An entire class can't be protected by the actions of one or a few. It takes a community-wide response to create an environment where all feel safe to get out their acoustic guitars and congregate. There is not one group or individual responsible for the quelling of the violence that night. It required the actions of everyone to keep the peace. May the things that once trapped us in darkness propel us forward into the light. Seacrest, out.